Dan Dickow here with the WCC Weekly for the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Well, the WCC continues to trend in a great path if you are a fan of the West Coast Conference as far as nationally. There's been other leagues that have had some hits and misses. Uh, I think the WCC, for the most part in the non-conference, has had a ton of hits. Uh, when you look top to bottom, every team is uh, above 500 um, outside of Pacific, the Tigers sitting at two and four, but St. Mary's at six and one, USF six and one, LMU six and two, the Zags five and two, Santa Clara five and two, Pepperdine four and two, BYU, USD at four and three, and the Portland Pilots at five and four, having already played nine games, even though they made some waves nationally this past week, which we'll get into in a second. But um, when you look at you know, Gonzaga as a whole, uh, they go to the PK 85. Um, they had a great slate of games that I think is going to help them in the long run. Portland state was a game that you knew on paper, they were going to win. They won it. So they advanced, um, but they had to handle some adversity in regards to the way that Portland state plays Portland state pressures, Portland state gets you out of your comfort zone. Um, Portland state plays with four, sometimes five guards on the floor at a time. So it's a, a unique um, style that you have to prepare for and then play against. And I think those are the, some of the things that uh, a lot of fans overlook when you look at uh, non-conference schedules, you want to play a big physical bruising, big 10 team, which we'll get into it. You know, Purdue in a minute. You want to play against a guard dominant team. You want to play against a zone dominant team, which they'll face in the Huskies uh, in a week and a half or so. Uh, you want to face all of these different styles before you get deep into the regular season of your conference and then preparing you for the NCAA tournament. And I think Gonzaga's schedule has done that up till now, and it's going to continue to do that because there's no let up with what they've got coming up. But again, the Portland State game was good. Purdue. Big 10 uh, matchup. Uh, Gonzaga is not going to see a big um, with the size of Zach Eady. Um, they may see another big with a skill level of Zach Eady, depending on, you know, what they what they do down the stretch in the um, NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, I, I think there were positives early in that game. And then there were there was some some uh stretches where they didn't fight adversity as well as maybe uh, they could have or they should have. But I, I think in the end, you got to give Purdue a ton of credit. They go from rank, being ranked 24th, they knock off Gonzaga, then they beat Duke by even more than they beat Gonzaga. And now Purdue's ranked fifth in the country. So when you look at Gonzaga's two losses right now, they are at Texas, who's now ranked number two. It's against Purdue, who's now ranked number five. And then it if you want to count the exhibition loss to Tennessee, I believe they're 10 or 11 uh, when the poll came out earlier this morning. So not terrible. And then Gonzaga plays Xavier uh, for the third place game in their bracket with the PK 85. And I thought that was another great matchup uh, because uh, Xavier's good. Um, Sean Miller knows Gonzaga and Coach Few uh, as well as anybody in the country, having played them a number of times over the years while he was at Arizona. So, you know, I, I, you know, two and one over the overall, there were some struggles. There were a lot of bright points. I think some of the things you take away is the the rotation seems to be sh to shrink, have shrunk a lot earlier, maybe than in years past. You know, that Xavier game literally was six players and then a couple sprinkled in with a few minutes here and there. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Efton Reed looks like he's 
you know, he's got to figure out where his role may lie. Hunter Salas has to kind of figure out a few more things. Ben Gregg had some nice minutes um, and he's, you know, showing that, hey, he might be consistently the first big off the bench. He plays hard. Uh, he's more of a perimeter threat than Efton Reed, which will open things up a little bit more for Drew Timmy on the interior. So all things to think about. Nolan Hickman, even though he's been a little bit up and down, I think he showed some bright stretches um in positive signs in portland because he didn't turn the ball over he shot the ball well got others involved defensively he as well as other guys have got to contain the ball a little bit more but those are all things that are correctable and will be corrected over the course of the next few weeks and months but it doesn't get any easier because they play at baylor well not at baylor they play a, a neutral site game against baylor but baylor's good top 10 out in flagler's a terrific guard you know they're going to defend they're they're going to be uh free on the offensive end so that should be a good matchup but getting to the rest of the wcc st mary's sitting at six and one um they beat an sec team in vanderbilt in the first round of the wooden legacy and then lost in overtime to the huskies of the university of washington who the zags will face december 9th aiden mahoney continues to play well they've got an interesting stretch coming up though they play new mexico out of the mountain west who's much improved and then they play Houston, who is now the number one team in the country. So that is a great opportunity for the WCC and in particular St. Mary's. Uh, the Dons of San Francisco went to Kansas City, uh, played extremely well in the Hall of Fame Classic where they beat Northern Iowa and then Wichita State. They continued that road trip and headed out to Charlotte area and played Davidson and lost. But Davidson's good out of the A-10. They're one of the most difficult teams to prepare for because of how they play offense. So um, they've only got one game coming up this week, and that's against Little Rock. Uh, Loyal Marymount, the Lions, after the big week in the Bahamas where they beat Georgetown, they beat Wake Forest, they followed it up uh, with a win against Morgan State where Kelly Leah Pepe had 29, and then a home win as well against Bellarmine, who runs one of the most unique offenses in the country, uh, they won 80 to 59 when Bellarmine finished their trip uh, on the West Coast, where they started against UCLA, played LMU. So um, good test. Uh, I like what uh, Stan Johnson's doing with their non-conference, kind of what I mentioned, play different styles to prepare you for different things over the course of your league play. Uh, Santa Clara, um, they beat a non-Division one in Menlo, 64-51, and then uh, Brandon Podzmin Podzimski continues to just Flat out score 27 points in a win against Iona. Things don't get any easier for them, though. They play Wyoming, who's really good out of the Mountain West, although they're battling some injuries this year. And then they play Sac State, who's been an upstart in the big sky so far this year. Uh, Pepperdine only one game this week. They got crushed by UCLA just when you were starting to think maybe they were turning the corner a little bit with the talent level that they had. Um, in Malibu. The only thing is, is the game is at Poly. It was right after UCLA got smacked. Um, and so you knew they were going to come back prepared, ready to play. And unfortunately, scheduling wise, wasn't a good day for, for Pepperdine. They play uh, Cal Poly in Northern Arizona this week. So you would expect them to get both of those. BYU went to the Bahamas. Not a great week for them. They went one and two. They lost to USC, lost to um, Butler. And then they beat Dayton. Dayton is kind of in a free fall. Uh, start of the season in the top 25. Lots of excitement around that program. Um, but they they are, are dropping left and right. Gideon George had 21 points in that game. Uh, so at least 
you know, if, if Dayton can get things right and get heading in the right direction, that should end up being a solid win for BYU. But at this moment in time, you know, a tough week for, for the Cougars down uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, USD, not a great week. Lost both games, uh, New Mexico State as well as Nichols. Um, things get a little easier this week with Longwood, UCSD, but then they wrap up with a good UNLV team. So um, got to see some some progress from the Toreros. Portland Pilots, they might be the most, uh, the, the team in the WC that has most changed uh, thoughts of people, not just on the West Coast, but across the country this past week. Because they go to the PK-85 uh, with Coach Shante Leggins. They lose by eight to, at the time, no more in ranked North Carolina. It was a dogfight. They were in the game until the last possession or two. Um, then they beat Villanova. Every coach, every program kind of needs a program statement win. This was it. You beat Villanova. Granted, they're down a little bit, but the name Villanova uh, rings true across the country. Two tournament titles in the last 12 years or so. Um, so that was a great win for them. And then they, they gave Michigan State, uh, top 15 team all they could handle they lost by one to Michigan State they actually had a layup with about two seconds left that could have won it they missed it it rolled off they lost 78 to 77 but when you listen to the post game um, uh, comments from Tom Izzo he was unbelievably impressed with Shante Leggins he was impressed with the program um, he had some really good things to say about them so that was cool to see. And then Pacific, you know, tough week. Um, you know, they dropped to two and four. They lost to Mount St. Mary's. They lost to Idaho. Um, and then they've got coming up next, Cal Poly, UC Davis, and UC Santa Barbara. Um, you hope that they can pick up one, maybe two of those. I think three would be a little bit of a stretch because that's those are UC Davis and UCSB in particular are pretty good teams. So lots of good things going on in the WCC um gonzaga still ranked uh ranked 14th it went it snapped a streak of i believe it was 84 straight weeks in the top 10 absolutely amazing so spent about three years or so uh consistently in that top 10 i would imagine with a good showing and maybe a win against baylor uh, they could creep up back up to 10th or so depending on what some other teams do um, but things don't get any easier after that they've got kent state they've got the university of washington who's playing much better this year um and you know the the season is rolling on we're getting into the thick of it so for Gonzaga Nation SI, appreciate you listening to the WCC Weekly.